It's DTS 114. We're now just about a week away from Rise of Iron, and we've got a ton to talk about with patch 2.4. Listening to Destiny the Show. What's up, everybody? It's BBK Dragoon here with another round of Destiny the Show, the Destiny News Podcast to keep you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. Joining me as always is my co-host Diddy. What's up, dude? What was your favorite thing this last week in Destiny? Oh man, I'm doing well. Favorite thing in Destiny this last week? Obviously the new patch coming out. And being able to finally test different types of weapons again. And some of the exotic changes as well. One of my favorites, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, are the changes to the Boolean Gemini. That gun's actually pretty good now <laughs> in PvP. A lot of people using it. I played a ton of PvP this last week. It was nice to give the old Red Death a go, the Nerwin's Mercy a go. And farewell, Universal Remote. It was nice <laughs> knowing you... No, it wasn't. No, just go away. I'm so glad... That we're on a new balance pass there's a lot of unintended changes that occurred there's a lot of bugs that have been occurring we've been getting tweeted about it all week there's some new locations on mars that people are showing off tons to talk about today before we get into the news though you've got a pretty cool project you're finishing up right now yeah and then once the podcast has come out it will already have been live so i think it's safe to talk about it brand new video on my channel it is the rise of iron theme song or themes uh, arranged for percussion ensemble and I arranged it and performed it and recorded it and edited it myself. It's on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. If you like the Rise of Iron music that you hear in the title screen as you log into Destiny now, that's what it is and I'm pretty excited about that. Dude, it's so cool. Now you've done something like this before in the past with Halo 4, but I'm so stoked to see this in the uh, Destiny environment. This will also be on our website, destinytheshow.com, along with today's show notes and more. Without further ado, I think, Diddy, we hop into the news. So right off the bat, patch 2.4 dropped. Destiny maintenance went on for what felt like forever. It was supposed to end and then it got extended and then it was supposed to end and it got extended. So by the time I think it was like 9 or 10 p.m. my time, I was finally able to get on, play some PvP. But I lost a bet with Azure, man. I bet <laughs> Azure from the Pineapple Boys. I think that they're going to release private matches with 2.4. I really do bet him $10 of Xbox Live money. And I lost that bet. But I was like, dude, there's all these YouTubers out in Seattle being wined and dined by Bungie. Why would you have these influencers out there? Well, I'm sure we're going to see some videos over the course of the next week from the YouTube creators and Twitch streamers that got to go out and take a look there. But let's talk about the bugs that came along with 2.4. Right off the bat, what were people noticing, Diddy, that uh, just didn't seem right? Film grain. They could tell that Destiny looked a little grainier than it usually is. And I saw this, I was playing some strikes when the new patch came out. The Ala Cool boss fight for that strike, it's awful in that room. Yeah. <laughs> you can definitely tell. So much noise. It's just that, that nice, subtle film grain that if you played Halo Reach, you probably remember. But it was 
pumped up a little bit too high. Bungie has announced that this is an issue that they're going to be fixing. I bet this is a side effect of the new filters that we're going to be able to get from Tess, which are like a sepia tone or a blue tone, these mm-hmm. things for machinima folks. So I'm betting that is probably what happened with it. There's also some Engram stuff going on that's kind of funky too. Yeah, if you like the color green, you're going to be seeing a lot of it with this bug. Green engrams are dropping from activities. Uh, We've had reports of people completing the nightfall and getting green engrams or green items as a reward for the nightfall. Um, Hopefully, it'll be patched by the time this podcast is out. But if not, that's what's happening. It's a bug. Bungie's working on it. And to those who are like, hey, you guys said that exotic engrams wouldn't decrypt above 335. Well, there's a couple of types of exotic engrams, I think leg engrams in particular, that can decrypt up to 339. Mm-hmm. And it's not raising your overall light level past 335. But hey, it's been confirmed. <laughs> Unintended bug. We can't predict the future when bugs are going to happen. Okay, don't hold us responsible. We predict raid changes. Not That's right. Bugs. And release dates. <laughs> and release dates. That's what we do. Uh, also at 2.4, you've noticed the UI looks a little bit different. The quest tracking screen, your inventory screen. The clan roster section is a new thing in your friend section of the start menu. And it's really, really cool, but right now it's offline. Also, your clan tag is not going to be visible on your name. Don't worry. It's not your fault. They're just making some changes on the back end and will reinstate the clan names when they get the clan roster up and running, which is something I'm really excited about seeing all all the fellow Destiny the Show people right there in game with you on your friends list. And please, Bungie, can we have a, a clan roster bigger than 100? That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, shout out to the Destiny the Show Xbox clan for reaching 100 members. We're capped now. I have to uh, create a sub clan for more Xbox Destiny the Show listeners. So uh, if you've requested to join, don't worry. I see you. I'm working on it. Yeah, and we may be waiting until the clan rosters come back because there perhaps could be an expansion of the roster size. Yes. So. Players are currently unable to retrieve the Mita Multi-Tool, Patience in Time, or Dragon's Breath exotic weapons from the exotic weapons collection, the little kiosk thing. And I'm wondering if these have some side effects maybe connected with uh, Rise of Iron. Yeah, I know the... I don't know if any of these have ornaments, so... I don't Mita know does. What would have, Mita does, but the other two, yeah, I don't beautiful. know. I don't know about the other ones, but oh man, these ornaments, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but they look really yep. good. The quest tracking feature is not currently working for Crucible Quest or any quest steps that involve activities on Earth or Mars, which is super random, but it makes me think, hey, we're going to go to Earth. I know we're going to spend some time on the Plague Lands. And there was also a new area found on Mars, so more Rise of Iron chin-stroking <laughs> perplexions, okay? And also, when players attempt to inspect faction reputation packages from either Eris or Petra, there will be no items displayed within the preview screen. Players will continue to receive rewards from these packages once you collect them. And then finally, the Iron Shell Ghost Shell is currently appearing with the wrong color scheme. While the Ghost Shell appears green on the item icon, it appears as the default ghost color in-game and in the preview screen. So just a couple of known 2.4 bugs right off the bat. Weird gear stuff dropping, but man, Diddy, we are now, what, by the time people are listening to this, eight or seven days away from Rise of Iron? Yeah, we are within a week. We are, we can smell the steel and the iron and the rust of the Iron Lords. I expected pre-patch event by now, but it's probably going to be today 
the pre-patch event, we were confirmed that we are getting stuff. In the Saber Strike Diddy, there's actually some SIVA architecture mm-hmm. already in there. There's that red yeah. stuff coming out of pipes. So It is actually, uh, that's pretty cool. So that means they're infiltrating Rasputin's bunker. Ooh. There's new trophies and achievements depending on your platform of choice. We're going to read through those right now. I don't think any of the names and descriptions are uh, spoilery, but if you think they might spoil any shred of the experience for you, skip ahead probably about a minute and a half. So the first trophy is Mountain Climber. Complete the King of the Mountain mission. I think this is getting up to uh, the new Fell Winter Social space. Social space. The Young Wolf is the next one. Complete the Rise of Iron Quest. Self-explanatory. Student of History. Activate all of the Iron Lord artifacts. That one's going to take a few weeks. Sing the Iron Song. Classified. Don't know what that is. Supremacy. Complete the Glory and the Taking of It quest. I'm betting that's a PvP quest connected to Supremacy. Eye for an Eye. Complete the Kovic Sin quest. Don't know much about that. Forging ahead, complete an encounter in the Archon's Forge. Spliced, complete the Wrath of the Machine Raid. And Splicer God, complete the Wrath of the Machine Raid on Heroic Difficulty. So those are the new trophies and achievements that we see there. The classified one will probably have some spoiler tags in it. So I'm excited, dude. I think that's just about it for the weekly update. Is there anything else that we should mention before you? Oh, the MLG event. What's that all about? So we talked about this a little bit before, but Bungie has set their eyes on MLG as an esports stage and they are playing some supremacy with some community members, uh, Triple Rec as uh, one of them. And Gooch is out there. Yeah. And they're going to be playing some supremacy and it's going to be awesome. Sometime in the next week and it'll probably be from the MLG studios. I think that's in Irvine, California and Activision owns MLG as of about, is that a year ago now? Yeah, just about a year ago. Okay. Well, let's talk about 2.4 weapon tuning because we did get a balanced pass. We've seen a lot of changes, not only to the exotic weapons, but a couple of uh, class-specific changes for pulse rifles and auto rifles. But let's start with the exotics. The Fabian strategy has received a little bit of a buff. It's got an increased base range of 16% and a stability buff of 44%. This is also the exotic Titan auto rifle and mm-hmm. kills automatically load a portion of the magazine. So this is a pretty huge buff, dude. A 44% stability buff and a 16% range buff? Yeah, this is actually really huge because it was basically worthless and not worth an exotic slot before. But now, you're it's a titan, right? You're supposed to be in the front lines just unloading as much as you can. And Fabian's strategy with the range buff and the stability buff with that exotic intrinsic perk of refilling a portion of the magazine on kills... That's huge. You are an ad demolisher now. You can just mow through everything. Yeah, so it might be worth going through that. I don't have that weapon yet. I've not gone through that for the Titans. So something to do in the next uh, eight days. So Thorn is getting a bit of a nerf, which is exciting to see. They reduced the base range by 25%. Thorn previously, the reason it was so strong wasn't the, the dot. Like, okay, long time ago, the dot, yes. But with Send It, it had the best in class range for a hand cannon. Extremely yeah, it was, good at multiple distances. It was one of the highest rate of fires as well. So having both of those as the best was kind of oppressive. So they've, they've reduced the range a little bit there. That's nice. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought it was maybe going to see a little buff to <laughs> encourage us to use that new <laughs> artifact that reduces dot. But uh, overall, happy with that change. The universal remote, thank goodness, the exotic perk range bonus has been reduced by 75%. And it has an increased rate of fire, but as a secondary effect, it actually lowers the damage. 
goodbye universal remote and i love the way greg worded this whole set of patch notes saying that this combination of high mobility uh perks in destiny alongside the universal remote created a hair pulling experience so goodbye i won't miss you uh, farewell and we will talk about the titan skating nerfs later that was some of the unannounced changes diddy are you going to start using dreg's promise I don't know. The Trespasser looks really good, even though people say it kind of <laughs> sucks. Uh, but Dreg's promise that it increased damage by 8% and increased the magazine size by 3 so it gets an extra burst. Um, and it's uh, they wanted to adjust this and bring it up a little bit more uh, with the return of sidearms. Yeah, are you going to start using this? Sorry, I was taking a drink of water. You know, I'm definitely going to try it out. Absolutely. Sidearms, I got a really good, what's it called? Uh, Jabber hockey Jabberwocky. Jabberwocky. I got a really good one uh, earlier this week. It has a rangefinder and battle runner and something else in the middle tree. Uh, but it's really good. I've been using it a lot. So I'm falling in love with sidearms all over again. So it's going to be a good time. I am such an anti-sidearm person. Regardless <laughs> of the buffs they're getting, guys, I'm still telling you, I don't think they're going to be that good in Rise of Iron. But you know what? Go for it. Enjoy it. I... I think they look awesome, but I don't... <laughs> Sassy was jealous about that drop that you got, dude. <sighs> so Touch of Malice is now seeing the self-damage infliction removing Blessing of Light. Still probably going to be a pretty strong gun, don't you think? Yeah, I think it'll still be useful in the raid just because of the way some of the auras work and everything. But the fact that it removes Blessing of Light now makes it... Um, less cheesy in PvP now. <laughs> I think oh. there were some videos about uh, just a six defender titans running around with blessing of light and touch of malice uh <laughs> double damage in the crucible so they're uh they're changing that one gotcha now the boolean gemini has been added the intrinsic per intrinsic perk of high caliber rounds seeing a little bit more use this last week right yeah so if you remember you know multi-tool used to have this right and now boolean gemini has it which makes you it staggers opponents when you're getting shot with it um uh, gives you that nice more. aim punch. Yeah, it gives you a little bit more flinch. Um, so it can win more gunfights now in the Crucible. And this one didn't see a lot of love in Taken King, even though it was the one of the only exotic weapons that you could equip at level 30 instead of level 40. Hmm. Um, but now the exotic perk where um, it's actually got two. One increases agility and one increases armor on non-precision kills. Um, and that stacks up to three times. That added armor in, in Crucible is actually probably going to be really good. Interesting. Run that with a Ramlock or something? Mm -hmm, exactly. New Mida? Maybe not, but it's still seeing a lot more use fire slower that I was playing with this week. And does a little bit more precision damage, but uh, I think it's going to be good now. So the No Time to Explain got the intrinsic perk of Headseeker added to it, which I love because that is a real... This The whole synergy of the weapon now becomes mm -hmm. like... Perfect. The perks work together with Headseeker. I did play a little bit of Vault of Glass using my No Time to Explain, and I just it's like I should probably be using a higher impact weapon. <laughs> but I love the way that gun looks, man. Remember getting the Stranger's Rifle right when you completed the campaign, and for like the what the next three four hours of just playing, that was your gun. You're like, this thing is so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the sights were unlike anything. Yeah, but now, oh man, Headseeker. That blows my mind. When I saw this change, I'm like, that's genius because Headseeker increases precision damage when you hit a body shot and the exotic perk returns ammo to the magazine on precision hits. So 
that just makes so much sense i love it totally let's dive into snipers so much left to go through it's crazy this one's a controversial change you've got a lot of the competitive and sweat community pretty upset over this some who are going to wait and see how it plays out but on the mid high impact snipers you're talking about your 1k stair tier they have reduced the damage by 6.95 percent that means mid to high impact snipers can no longer reliably kill high armor guardians in super form the No Land Beyond is not affected by this damage reduction. They also reduce target acquisition for the LDR 5001 and the Longbow Synthesis to bring them in line with the other snipers in the same rate of fire impact family. Additionally, they have increased the effects of flinch. So flinch was 30% and it's uh, now 50%. Every subsequent hit, the strength of the flinch increases until you hit 100% max flinch. So if you're getting peppered in a shot string, the flinch is going to get worse and worse and worse as time goes on. And this is as your your crosshairs basically kick upwards, making it much harder to land a snipe while under fire. The overall sniper ADS flinch multiplier has been increased to 1.9. It was 1.85%. So right now, Diddy, there's only two snipers in the game that are the impact class that can kill a six armor player in super form, correct? two exotic taken king snipers i think okay. everybody's spear is the same impact here but it's a year one weapon uh it, that's the the black spindle and the zen meteor um yes. someone did the math on the internet somewhere i don't remember where exactly um but if you have when we say that you can't reliably kill roaming supers if you have seven armor or higher you can survive a headshot with the 1k stair impact tier snipers. It does about 194 damage and that seven or higher armor is a little bit more than that. Um, so if you have, if you run less than seven armor in the crucible and you use a roaming super, um, you have the potential to be picked off by one of these snipers. Yeah. And the flinch changes, that's kind of an obvious push towards more primary on primary gameplay. This one is interesting. I'm going to have to see how this plays out. I like sniping, and I still think that you can effectively snipe, but in sweats and competitive play, they make a good point. You might not have the same uh, stance or power against roaming supers. You may see teams opting to just try and wait out these roaming supers since they can't get those reliable headshot, one-shot kills. So, interesting. Interesting. So, auto rifles, man. What's going on with them? So, auto rifles, man. They have been dominant here uh the last couple months uh, especially with the doctrine of passing um, dominant what <laughs> no they have not get your sarcasm out of here <laughs> so auto rifles they're re reducing the magazine size for max rate of fire autos like the doctrine of passing and they're increasing the damage of mid rate of fire autos by 1.5 percent oh man not 1.5%. Are auto rifles back, Diddy? Is this year one again? I don't know. Maybe oh it makes gosh. them a little bit more viable. Yeah, I think so. A little more viable. That is like the worst compliment you can give a weapon class. <laughs> oh my gosh. So for shotguns, uh, the Amobius uh, decreased the spread on the Titan class shotgun during aim down sights and they increased the base stability of that weapon. So for shotguns, they've tried to give a buff to the faster firing rates, not your party crashers, which are the super slow max range firing kind of 
max range firing that was poorly they're slow max range those ones doing fine but the higher rate of fire shotguns are not seeing a lot of use so what they're doing is they're reducing the spread angle penalty on shotguns with the full auto perk invective is not affected by this they've increased the high rate of fire and mid rate of fire damage shotguns by two percent so it's a little little buff i don't think you're going to see people automatically flock towards them but maybe so Maybe so. I'm actually kind Pulse of excited rate. about this because in year one, uh, I used a mid to high rate of fire shotgun. And once Taken King came out or, you know, once the Fell Winter year one God roll was discovered mm. yeah. uh, and became pop and popularized, uh, I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be using that anymore. So I put it away, but now I'm going to bring it back. It's going to be good. In skirmish, dude, I play so many people who still use the old fell winters, and I'm like, man, good for you, living in the past, that's great, it's a nice nostalgic reminder. <laughs> for pulse rifles, they've increased the rate of fire for the Hockey pulse rifle, Leudemilia, I don't know how to say that, it's really hard to say. But, for the mid-rate of fire pulses, Nerwins and Red Death, 2% damage increase, and yes, I will agree with what Diddy said earlier, more viable. Red Death and Nerwin <laughs> are more viable. They are not, I don't think extremely top tier i think red death's pvp perk is is incredible like i love getting my health back that's always something i felt was super strong if you remember between taking king launch and december red death was extremely dominant mm -hmm. very strong weapon and i think you can still use it i tested it a bunch this week and i like it i don't think it's crazy top tier but time will tell as with all patches it takes weeks before we actually see the the real meta emerging. Right. take it away sidearm man <laughs> All right, so they unify the damage for all the sidearms. They are increasing the damage for the existing Hake sidearm families by 3% for the lowest rate of fire and 7% for the highest rate of fire. Uh, they are decreasing the damage from non-hit scan sidearms by 5%, so that's uh, for the Vestian Dynasty and the Queen's Choice uh, sidearms. Those were projectile, if you didn't know. Minor extension of damage fall off point across the board by half a meter. So that's actually really nice. I like that. Minor increase of stability for sidearms across the board. So that's that's actually really good. I had a really good um, new monarchy sidearm, but it just kicked like a mule. So now hopefully that'll help. They added damage bonus in PvP uh, or PvE, PvE, PvE excuse me, yeah. environment. There we go by 20 to 30% dependent on the combat tier. And to accommodate the two new faster firing families coming to Rise of Iron, all current side, uh, <laughs> sidearm rate of fire bars will be slightly shorter. So if you've used a sidearm or if you've seen a sidearm in Destiny uh, before this update, they just maxed out that rate of fire um, bar because you could just pull the trigger as fast as you could. That's been normalized because they're introducing a higher rate of fire sidearm in Rise of Iron. Two, two faster firing families. So this is an entirely mm -hmm. new impact rate of fire class, two of them that are coming to the game. And when they say faster rate of fire, it reminds me the API this week showed off listings for submachine guns. Okay. Mm -hmm. Could we have SMGs being categorized here as maybe one of these new faster firing rate of fire sidearms? You know. Yeah, do you want to run Doctrine of Passing and a submachine gun secondary? <laughs> oh my yes. god. Is that a question? The bullet hose class. So they're trying to give sidearms a little push. They want to see more people using them. Is that Speaking of sidearms, the Trespasser is acquirable before Rise yes. of Iron. 
And people are saying that it kind of really sucks. Um, it's disappointing, I guess, uh, huh. would be the word, the correct word there. But the exotic perk, if, if you reload it after getting a kill with it, it fires two bursts and has a little bit of a damage buff with it. So if that exotic perk is active and you hit somebody in the head, you can one-shot somebody with a single burst. Huh. But it ha- it's, it's very, you have to be very precise and very yeah. lucky with hit detection. <laughs> huh. That's interesting. We'll have to like wait and see if people abuse it. I'm using it all the time. As soon as I get one. It looks Ugh. great. The ornaments for it look great. For rocket launchers, they have made the grenades and horseshoes perk activation radius a little bit less. They've reduced it by 0.3 of a meter. It's not that much. They've increased the effective range on the explosions for the cluster bomb perk. So they're trying to make cluster bomb a bit better. Truth isn't affected at all by any of these which i love <laughs> for uh, heavy machine guns the fastest rate of fires are getting a damage boost of four percent trying to give them a little push it won't help but whatever <laughs> hand cannons getting no love dude just a couple bug fixes that's all it is so i think hand cannons i think they're in a good spot right now um says the hand cannon guy who wishes all he could ever <laughs> use is a hand cannon i'm telling you guys i am using ace of spades in the new raid it's, as soon as it starts, I'm equipping Ace of Spades and we're using unless I get a really, really good gun in that, mm-hmm. in, that, in that few days before the raid comes out. For fusion rifles, the accelerated coils correctly now reflect the damage reduction on the UI stat bars and just other UI bug changes. I think we skip the changes to the perks because there are some changes to perks. You guys can read about it in 2.4. We're running out of time and I really want to talk about the... Uh, unannounced changes because especially the titans listening now are probably going to want to know why is shoulder charge a little bit less awesome and why can i not skate as fast as i used to be able to so shoulder charge was nerfed due to bungie being worried it would be too powerful when combined with the memory of yoldir uh, it's one of the new artifacts. And tighting skating was nerfed. The increased control option now gives you more vertical lift, making it harder to gain the horizontal momentum and skate forward as quickly. So I know some Titans are upset about this. I definitely think when you make class changes, we should always have official patch notes on these kind of things. I've noticed too playing PvP this last week, I believe base player movement speed has in, been increased slightly. If you go into PvP, and even on a max armor build, dude, side-to-side strafing feels much faster to me. So, I don't know. What do you think about these kind of un- untold changes that people data mine? Good, bad, normal, whatever? Um, I think they're good and bad. Um, bad because, one, they weren't really mentioned if they are intended. And, yeah. and they're good because I think they were needed. <laughs> Okay. Uh, again, as the Hunter main, uh, I do think that the uh, Striker Titans uh, needed to dial it back just a tad, and I think these changes are going to do it. Totally. The Iron Banner bounties that you guys are holding on to, if you were saving them, they have been deleted. That is unfortunate, especially since during the Game Informer video that was an hour, they asked him, will bounties carry forward? And Bungie said yes. But Bungie has confirmed they got rid of the Iron Banner bounties because it's in preparation of an updated Iron Banner. And the same thing with the Trials of Osiris Gold bounty that required seven match completions and 50 fireteam kills for the gold tier reward. It's been changed now to require 20 round wins and if he had completed and saved one of these gold bounties it is now incomplete and has a status of seven out of 20 wins so sorry about that to you guys who've been holding on to it kind of stinks but at the same time uh bungie has every right to make that move but i think they should inform people so Mm. meh 
What's going on with loot, dude? Oh, man. <laughs> so the weekly Shaxx rewards seems to be dropping rewards around the 300 light level area. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're not sure if it's for all players um, who have had, um, you know, it ex- happened to experience me this week. with that. It's happened to you? Okay. Then we've had some multiple yep. reports of that come in. Don't know if that's intended or not. Exotic boots, they can now drop above... 335 from engrams so if you have any exotic boot engrams that you can decrypt you can go ahead and do that for a chance at 339 might not be the best option there for you because it doesn't actually increase your light level bar because it's still capped right now at 335 so yep. faction sparrows are now yeah they're showing up yeah they're now in the loop they pool look good for packages they have you seen the dead orbit one look at the dead orbit one. they look pretty good oh i'm gonna pull it up right now They look super good. And (laughs) some of the new Crucible ships can be obtained from packages as well. Uh, The Crucible ships are dropping from both the True Meaning of War and Rank Up packages. We had a uh, listener in the Discord show off his um, acquired new ship, and it looked awesome. Freaking cool. Uh, There's new Crucible audio from Shaxx. I loved this. It was so awesome. (laughs) Um, Interceptors in the Combined Arms playlist are now painted green and are at each team's spawn at the beginning of the match. That sounds like a throwback, dude, to the beta, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. (laughs) We can see in the director the new strike playlist arrangement. You can't select anything. Uh, The gunsmith is now selling armor materials. The gunsmith has new test weapons since the update, and his roles have changed. Also, the PlayStation exclusives have been removed from the exotic kiosk for Xbox players and four new shaders have been added also to the kiosk and one of them is called like I think something pony sparkle pony sparkle pony (laughs) that would be a great clan name dude totally a great clan name there is a new area on the dust palace zone of Mars and in it you can actually find dormant SIVA clusters inside the room okay and these things remind me of calcified fragments that's what I think they're going to Mm -hmm. be right yeah, I think these are the new fragments. And there's also a dead ghost in that room. Yes. So I want to go there sometime this week. Boy, there's a lot more to talk about, Diddy, but we're running out of time. And I think we've sort of hit on all the big stuff. Any closing thoughts or last minute stuff we should talk about going into Rise of Iron? Because the next time we talk to people will basically be Rise of Iron week. Yeah, I mean, with every new patch, I think it's good to know that there are going to be some bugs and unintended changes that uh, Bungie can quickly realize with everybody pointing them out. Be like, oh, no, this is wrong. This is wrong. Uh, I think this is the really good point to mention that I think it's really nice that this patch came out in such advance before Rise of Iron. Because if these changes came out on Rise of Iron launch, the uproar would be tenfold. Uh, 10 yes. times as, as uh, more intense. So I think this is very good. It gives Bungie an opportunity to test and find the changes that they need to make for Rise of Iron to be one of the best expansions um, that Destiny has had. And I'm just, I'm really excited. I'm going to be streaming all the time. It's going to be a good time. I'm going to just ignore all health and just play <laughs> Destiny. It's going to be a good Where time. can people see you streaming it though? Yeah, so that'll be at twitch.tv slash destiny the show um i don't know what time i'll be starting on tuesday it just depends on when i want to wake up um but it probably won't be right as rise of iron becomes available if it is 4 a.m or whatever it is yeah we'll see 
I still don't believe that the, the button's being pushed that early in the morning. I could be wrong. I would love to be wrong on that thing. So where can people find you on Twitter when you do announce that you go live? And what about our Discord? So it'll be twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y DTS. I'll also be controlling the Twitter for Destiny the Show, uh, twitter.com slash Destiny the Show. And I'll be hanging out in our Destiny the Show Discord. That's discord.me, M-E, slash Destiny the Show. We have had insane growth over the last couple weeks. We've gained over 100 members per week for the last three weeks. And it's awesome. awesome. People are active. People are joining fire teams. They've actually gone out of their way and be like, hey, Diddy, thanks so much for um, handling the Discord and I've met so many great people. I've actually raided for the first time. It still blows my mind that people have not raided after two years of Destiny. But absolutely, that's the place to do it. Discord.me slash Destiny the show. Very good. Remember to check out our friends over at DestinyTracker.com, the best place to track your stats in the Destiny universe. As Rise of Iron gets closer, watch their website carefully because there's going to be some pretty cool and exciting new features showing up there. You can follow me at BBK Dragoon on Twitter and on YouTube. You can find all the links from today and more at destinytheshow.com, including Diddy's awesome new Rise of Iron percussion video, which you should absolutely go watch right now. And have an awesome last week here before Rise of Iron. Get some rest, prepare, and play Rise of Iron however you want. If you want to go hard the first full-on week and just grind, 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 go for it. If you want to take your time, go for it. You get to decide. Don't let community or anybody else pressure you into playing it at a pace that you don't want to. I think a lot of times everybody gets so hyped to race through content and then we're sitting around like two weeks later going, hmm, kind of wish I would have savored this instead of gobbling it down. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk with you next time.